are listening to Africa Rights Talk, a Center for Human Rights podcast series hosted by Tatenda Musinahama. Welcome to the conversation. to today's conversation of Africa Rights Talk. With me today is Professor Ebenezer Durojaye and Gladys Birugi Mukundi. So I'll just ask you to, first of all, begin by introducing yourselves to the audience so that we can get a better understanding of who we're talking to today. So I'm going to start with Ebenezer. Can you please introduce yourself? Thank you very much, Tatenda. Uh, my name is Ebenezer Durojaye and I work with the Socioeconomic Crisis at the Dula Omar Institute, University of Western Cape in Cape Town. I'm currently heading the project where we deal with issues of economic rights, uh, issues relating to housing, uh, access to healthcare services, right to food, right to sanitation, water, housing, as the case may be. Our work has to do with uh, doing research, advo- advocacy, and then, of course, teaching related to economic rights. Thank you very much for that. And Gladys, can you introduce yourself? Thank you, Tatenda. Thank you for having us here today. My full name is Gladys Mirugi Mukundi. I'm a researcher in the Socioeconomic Rights Project at the Dollar Oma Institute, based at the University of the Western Cape. The Dollar Oma Institute is a think tank institute engaged in policy and law research, teaching and advocacy on governance and human rights in Africa. My research expertise and interest are in human rights, socioeconomic rights, social justice, and inclusive societies. I'm also a co-editor of the ESR Review quarterly publication that aims to inform and educate policymakers. It's published within the Adola Oma Institute. Thank you. Thank you. So the reason why we have you today as Africa Rights Talk is to talk about the book that you two edited together. It's called Exploring the Link Between Poverty and Human Rights in Africa. And it brings in contributions from different scholars from diverse backgrounds. So the speaks to the fact that the book presents a multidisciplinary approach to understanding poverty and human rights in the African context. So my first question would now be to Gladys, what inspired you to co-edit this book? Thank you, Tatenda. We were inspired to put together the book after we offer technical assistance to the United Nations Special Rapporteur on Extreme Poverty and Human Rights. That was back in 2011-2012. As overflow from that engagement with with the Special Rapporteur, we then organized a two-day colloquium on poverty and human rights in Africa in 2014. And, and this brought together policymakers, academic researchers from Africa discussing poverty and human rights. And that from that discussion, there was, it was evident that there are so many dimensions and causes of poverty in Africa, which require different types of actions at different levels, be it international, regional, national and sub-regional, if indeed poverty has to be reduced. And so that then inspired this book in the sense that most of the participants at the colloquium wanted us to document this and share it as widely as possible. And so the idea of the book was born. Ebenezer, do you have any personal inspirations that led you to contributing to this book? Yeah, yeah thank you very much. Just like Gladys uh, did mention, of course, based on our background, you know, we are interested in the issues relating to social economic rights. And there's no discussion. We can't talk about the issue of poverty in Africa without linking it with uh, socioeconomic uh, rights. So the fact that in our work, in our research, we keep coming about issues of the, the interlink or intersection between socioeconomic rights and uh, uh, deprivation of poverty, you know, uh, deprivation of right, including uh, poverty in Africa. So that was also a motivation to to 
add to the discussion, to the debate, and it, it just doing a sort of a scouting round, you know, looking at the work that has been done in relation to overtime and human rights in Africa. You know, we did identify that there was so there was a gap in terms of literature available that approached uh, this issue from different perspective and multi uh, disciplinary perspective. So that was also was a, one of the inspiration to see how we can discuss issue of poverty not only from legal perspective but also from social uh, sociological perspective, from perhaps the economic perspective to to help other people from other disciplines making a contribution to the issue of uh, poverty in Africa. So the, the the major motivation is to see to bring these different schools, different perspectives together in one book and then still maintaining the focus of link of how it intersects with the uh, enjoyment of human rights. And that was uh, a very important motivation. And I think to some extent, we were able to you know, bring people from different backgrounds to contribute to the book. Most of the book, we see that the we see specifically on law and human rights, or see people talking from other discipline, economy, look at it from other discipline of economic perspective and not including human rights perspective into it. So we thought that you know, we could bring these different perspectives together in one book. And I thought uh, that was a very important motivation, which I think uh, you know, we were able to, to some extent, we were able to achieve. So it was that angle and also to uh, contribute to that debate about poverty and human rights in Africa. We also noticed that sometimes most scholars from outside Africa are those who are you know, talking about issues of poverty and human rights in Africa. So we thought that you know, that could be uh, having contributed to the work of the special rapporteur on extreme poverty. We thought that it could be a motivation for us to also do something specifically on the African region. And that was a motivation. Thank you. And now I'd like to hear from the both of you. I'd like to understand what the causes of poverty are in the African context and what can be done to address these causes of poverty. One of the major causes of poverty in the African region has to do with structural inequality. If you look at many African societies, that the gap between the rich and the poor very wide and that the fact that in many African societies, government policies, government laws you know, to address issues of poverty often do not tackle the issue of inequality among the people. And this kind of inequality, structural inequality can manifest in different forms. It can manifest in the issue of lack of access to housing, manifest in the issue of a lack of employment opportunities, particularly in African society, there's the contention that there's high unemployment rate, which makes it very difficult for people to live a life of dignity. When you are not working, when you are not earning an income, it becomes very difficult for you to even secure an accommodation to buy food, to take care of yourself, to secure access to healthcare treatment, and many other things that you need in life. So lack of unemployment, there's a big challenge, you know, and this leads to many other deprivation, like housing, like food. When you're not having an income, because it's difficult for you to ever be able to buy food. And we also know that access, uh, lack of access to food is a big problem. Hunger is a big challenge in Africa. Hunger and malnutrition, studies have consistently shown that, you no, know, there's high number of people without food in Africa and also large, large, large number of people with malnutrition, especially children with malnutrition in many parts of Africa. And this could be said to be a serious manifestation of poverty, lack of access to social security. Many people because they're they are not working and yet still government are not providing support for them. And that's very difficult, especially when they happens to be the a provider for the family and they, they lost their job and there's nothing to fall back on. So this also push people down to poverty. And we could also look at the issue generally in terms of the performance of government, bad leadership. You know, so many studies also at, at, you know, attributed uh, bad leadership to poverty, link bad leadership to poverty in Africa. 
when policy when bad leadership you know, leads to corruption, corruption, mismanagement of uh, resources, and of course the likely consequence will be pushing people down the poverty line. You know? So failure by the government to lead, to conceive policies, good policies, you know, to devise good policies, to manage resources available. You know? Like I said, Africa is blessed with so many natural resources, but the fact that you know, it's not properly managed, that also has to lead to, to corruption. And of course, we, we can't, we have to lead the issue of a high level of corruption in many African countries. That's also pushing people down to poverty so that there is digital resources available that can be used to provide the social and economic well-being for the people who you know, find their ways into private pockets and makes it difficult for people to live a uh, life of dignity uh, within society. So I think basically these are some of those uh, challenges you know, with regards to poverty in Africa. So what are the causes of poverty, Gladys, in the African context? What is your view on that? According to a resolution of the African Parliamentary Union that was held in 2012 in Kigali, lawmakers acknowledge that the causes of poverty in Africa are multidimensional, connected in particular to conflicts in Africa, corruption, external debt, natural disasters, and absence of good governance. And I think this issue on good governance speaks to the failure of the state to adapt measures and policies that ensure access to basic amenities and social services such as water, electricity, food, housing, and health to improve the living conditions of people. And that, in essence, would amount to a human rights violation. And I think that's the whole debate. What is the connection between poverty and, and human rights? Conversely, where a state adopts strict policies such as austerity measures which further plunge people into debt and poverty, the state would have been deemed to fail in its obligation to protect the most vulnerable and marginalized because then it leaves them at limbo and, and quite vulnerable to poverty. According to the former UN Special Rapporteur on Extreme Poverty and Human Rights, uh, poverty per se may not amount to human rights violation, but it is without doubt that it, its causes and consequences are of a human rights violation. She further indicated that Eliminating poverty and promoting human rights are interrelated objectives of many international treaties and commitments, and that indeed the UN has been in the forefront of adopting a rights-based approach to addressing extreme poverty and inequality in the world. Uh, from an African perspective, um, it's difficult to conclude that poverty amounts to a violation of human rights. Uh, as this would seem to expect too much from the state. While being poor may not amount to a human rights violation, um, the failure by the African state to create an enabling environment to enable its people to live dignified lives would amount to the deprivation of human rights. And I think that speaks to that interconnectedness between poverty and human rights. Now. You mentioned the issue of state responsibility to make an effort to curb and try and address poverty. But when we're looking at the African context, should we just put that responsibility on the part of the government or the people themselves also have a part to play in ensuring that we combat poverty. Even when you look at the government responsibilities and the parts that governments have to play, take a look at the trends of what happens in the African context. Earlier, you mentioned a debt ratio. We find that it's very common for African states to borrow funds from different institutions and they never find a way to generate those resources by themselves. Either those resources are squandered or there's this dependent mindset in the African context.
context. That also comes from the part of the government and the people themselves. As Africa, we haven't mastered the art of, of learning how to fish. So can you just put that together for me? How do we put that fine balance between putting the blame on the state and making it making the state responsible for causing poverty in Africa? It's the responsibility of the state to tackle corruption as well as to respond to external debt. Because without that, the, the, the local formations such as cooperatives, entrepreneurs, local businesses will not thrive but will be caught up. And so then the cycle of corruption continues at the expense of the poor and the marginalized or the cycle of debt continues at the expense of the, of the poor and marginalized. So I'd say those are my, that's my take on the causes of poverty in the African context. Thank you for that. Gladys, in your response, when you're talking about the causes of poverty, particularly in the African context, you made a link there between poverty and human rights. Can you explain what that link is? There's often a debate whether poverty on its own constitutes a human rights violation under international law. So some commentators are of the view that various international human rights institutions do not recognize poverty as a human rights violation. And some authors have gone to, to try and connect that poverty and human rights by stating that the most current massive underfulfillment of human rights is more or less directly to, connected to poverty. And the connection is direct in the case of basic socioeconomic human rights violation, such as the right to a standard of living, adequate health, well-being of oneself, or family, having access to food, clothing, and housing, as well as medical care. The connection is more direct in cases of civil and political rights associated with democratic government and the rule of law. And there's been considerable research and policy attention given to this this link between poverty and human rights in Africa. According to an Oxfam report uh, that we referred uh, to in the book in 2018, uh, the report states that Africa remains a region with the highest number of people living in poverty. And so this is a direct link of where poverty could be said to be a human rights violation in Africa. Okay, so if I understand correctly, you're saying the failure to recognize certain rights, certain socioeconomic rights, has a direct impact on how certain human rights are observed? Yes, that, that's what I'm saying in the sense that that failure then further, further marginalizes the poor to extreme poverty. And so by not having access to adequate food, adequate housing, adequate medical care, that's almost like not guaranteeing the socioeconomic services and rights to the ones who need it most. So what would you recommend to be the ways to address poverty. Yes, I, I think what, what, one of, what perhaps one of the recommendations to address some of this would, would be for government to adopt a what may be regarded as proper policies, which is grounded in human rights, because states should adopt policies, policies that address the need of being marginalized and vulnerable group in society, policies and programs, you know, that will lift people up from uh, poverty, such as, of course, uh, one would be universal uh, social protection, cover for everyone, uh, especially people who are either unable to work due to one reason or another, uh, people who have lost their jobs and are able to fall back on social protection. That's 
been so many studies that have shown that social universal social protection is a very viable way of taking people away from the poverty line. So that could be a way. Policies and programs that re- respond to the needs of the people in, the, in, in form of human rights. Uh, over the years, we have seen African government adopt uh, what they call uh, you know, poverty-related policies and programs. But fortunately, most of these policies are not uh, responding to the needs of marginalized and vulnerable groups. Uh, and so it, it, you know, one of the reports of the special rapporteur on, on extreme poverty and human rights was that uh, government should adopt policies that speak to the needs of the poor. This has been Africa Rights Talk with me, Tatenda Musina Hamai. Join us in our other episodes as we continue to explore other human rights issues.